women who are making an impact. the ability to go against the grave. Knowing very well that she is the fighter. You're multifaceted. A modern age woman is a woman who's able to fix another woman's crown. One who knows that commitment, discipline to herself. Modern day warrior woman doesn't fight against, but fights for. or hello um, to everybody that's listening. Thank you for joining us for our fourth Warrior Woman series. And today we are speaking to Busisiwe Tlachawayo. Busisiwe, thank you very much for coming. A bit of a backstory. My awesome cousin um, started it after years ago and she's been helping me on my content and digital content creation journey. And when I said I wanted to have more women that are representative, she was like, oh my God, AFTA has a new a new head of innovation. Business, business innovation and technology. Business innovation and te- technology. And she's like, why don't you try to find her and interview her? So my awesome team went online and literally searched for Busisiwe. And, and so as we sit over here, have our discussion, it's the first time we've met, but we have just been chatting for like the last hour and really catching up and getting to know each other. And it's amazing. So Busisiwe, thank you. Thank you for saying yes to strangers who stalked you online <laughs> and that you trusted us enough to, to come here. So welcome Busisiwe. And can you please introduce yourself and let people know who you are? And in our Warrior Woman series, we want to know all aspects of you. The sister, the career woman, yes, everything about Busisiwe. So please let us know who you are. Oh, wow. Where do I start? Dear God. <laughs> so I was born and raised in Mamilodi. Gosh, uh, such a difficult question because you really don't know what to try to, um, to touch because there's so much. Yes. Yeah, so I was born and raised in Mamilodi, um, you know, township girl. You know, apartheid issues, struggle, poverty. You know, I remember I came from a house where there was so many, uh, there was so many, so many of us in a four-room house. And for for a while, I thought it was normal mm-hmm. until a teacher said to me, "Oh, you come from a house where there's so many people. How do you um dish dish out when you? There must be so many plates when you dish out." And for the first time, I looked. And that evening when they were dishing out and I thought, oh, wow, there's actually a lot of plays, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I think it was the first introduction to my circumstances from someone externally. And also then all the um, um, challenges that come with that, with, 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 with thinking that there's something wrong with me, mm-hmm. there's something sad about me, uh, I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, so just from that age, just dealing with all those challenges to your greatness, mm-hmm. all those limitations to your greatness. Um, and then, um, so it was a family house. Then we moved to, uh, an informal settlement and mm-hmm. it was the first time when 
informal settlements were starting yes. so there was a whole shame around that i remember there used to be a struggle with getting taxes home and even the way you stop the taxes was just so humiliating you know and uh, and and having to deal with that having to deal with being the first in informal settlements and and just struggling with that um and then um I think the nice thing about it uh, that God gave me was just the gift of being smart at school mm-hmm. and I was just good at school and so it was something that I could always fall on like that I know uh, when you give me books I'm good with that and at 15 falling pregnant at 15 and just thinking oh my word how can I fall pregnant mm-hmm. because people who get who fall pregnant at this age just never make it mm-hmm. you know that means my future is three kids barefooted you know um you know uh, raising kids um uh, menial jobs mm-hmm. you know that so that was like so scary and so surprising for me and i'm just grateful for my family for the support that i was able to go back to school and just really kind of picked up from where i left off and yeah and then um township school then going to university for the first mm-hmm. time and um going to school with people who are rich yeah. people who are um people of other races being the few and just struggling with the also the limitations yes. um that come with that oh my word um when uh, as just as i said i've always relied on the fact that i was smart yes and then for the first time in my life i met some people who were smarter than me yes people who had more privilege than me people who got educated in more advanced ways than just your township normal school with less um facilities mm-hmm. and just dealing with the crash in self esteem from that mm-hmm. and for the first time in varsity i struggled with this one thing that i was sure of that i'm mm-hmm. smart and just um engaging with it and dealing with yes. it and until i finished and got my degree uh, at the university of pretoria vicoma county mm-hmm. and i wanted to be a ca and um and then the struggles with finances now you need you want to with the CA route I don't know if if all of you know it's a long it's almost like medicine yes and and just getting into your first job and you don't have a car yes and people so people who had cars used to make more money from um uh from from claiming yes and if you take a taxi there's no claiming there's no system for that so just struggling with a 3000 rand salary or 4000 rand salary and your whole family thinking that now oh my word you work you know you you know and debt and all that so just going through all those um ups and downs um so i decided no the ca route is not working for me i went back to work my first oh yes went two years for ensenian left then went into um the road extend fund my first job was in accounting um yeah i really had a great career from the start you know um uh 
I, I, I really had my first wake up actually at, at Ernestine Young. I realized, oh my word, I was very, um, I was very sleep. I was sleeping actually, you know. Sleeping how? Um, sleeping how? Um, I just, you know, I just thought you just come to work and you come back and there's nothing that is needed from you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just doing very. I was just uh, depressed because I, I, f- I had failed my honors and I was just, um, just, just existing basically yes. and thought. Just like school, you just go to school and you come back and you pass and you get to the next stage. I didn't know that at work, actually, you need to manage your career. Yes. You need to have a, a vision of where you're going as a career person. And you need to, there's need, there's something that you need to do to ensure that your career, career succeeds. Yes. And I remember talking to this one guy, um, a black guy, we we're just blacks because there was not a lot of us blacks there. Yes. Um, and I was like, ah, oh, no, us black people are not very serious about our career because we are more about relationships um, and work is not so important to us as long as we get that salary and get ahead. And mm-hmm. he said, no, it's not true. Um, that's not true. We are actually very focused. You can actually be very focused about your career. And yes. Thought, Whoa, wow. Really? So there's more that I need to do? Yes. Then I started reading. Yes. And really woke up. I remember, I just never remember the name of the book. But the book, uh, there was a chapter there that said, uh, double your income in three months. Yes. Um, double your income in three months, yes. And then I read it and they had talked about how you manage your career, how you, you know, you, you position yourself, how you work hard, get feedback, you know, start really managing your career. And I did that and decided that I'm going to leave um, Anderson Young and really start trying my career elsewhere. Um, then went into government and in three months, mm-hmm. my career doubled. Wow. And, and that had been the trajectory. Every two years, I'd get a, a promotion. Really just started um, um, investing in personal development. Yes. And so my career just soared and soared and soared. So, yeah. And um, then moved to risk management, really worked on risk management and really out as well. Just, yes. just growing in that um in that arena, I did my MBA yes. a few years, um, finished actually last year. And in one of my classes, I met the CEO of AFTA. And yes. when this came out, she's like, who see apply? I think when the po- position for the AFTA uh, business and innovation technology um, position came out, she's like, who see apply? I think you'd be, you'd be great for it. Yeah. And it's so amazing that I remember writing in a status in 2010 when I said, I'm going to have a vision of what I want mm-hmm. and, and understanding what I love um, to do. And I want to see in 10 years if that's going to happen. And yes, finally, I'm at a place where I feel like everything that I like doing, I'm yes. doing with after BIT and with my career coaching, my um uh, so what makes me happy is to help others yes. find their vision and their purpose and and find um, happiness in their lives, in their jobs, and whatever they're doing. And everything in my life now is about that. That's how I'm making money. That's how I'm doing 
Every day is amazing. Bosa Siwa, that is fascinating and you have an amazing story. And I think as I'm listening to you is that I feel like there are so many young women who are going to be watching this and who are able to going to be able to resonate with what you've said. I mean, as you've said is that you lived in a township, living in formal settlements and then getting pregnant at 15 years old and overcoming that and continuing to push and finish school and go to varsity and also face the challenges of varsity. You know, when you talk about being around rich kids and kids with privilege, right? To some people that may hear that and feel like it's nothing, but I coach um, some, some young entrepreneurs and I realize that those things are actual That's hindrances. Very yeah. Yes. yes. Seeing a young kid who's had access to everything, you look at them and you say, okay, if they've had that access, I can't do it. I'm starting from so behind. Yes. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you for opening up and sharing that with us. And I think, you know, this is a Warrior Woman series. And literally from what you've just told us, you have won so many battles in life already in this young life of yours. So thank you and welcome to our Warrior Woman series. Yes. I'm so excited to have you here and for you agreeing to be one of our one of our warriors. Yeah, thank just you to, very much. Just to add before you uh, pass over, a student just, just came to me last week, a film student, so yes. she's not even from my uh, department, and she said to me, Oh my word, um, I always hear you in in, um, in assembly, the things that you say, I'm from the township and I feel so behind. I feel like I can't do this. My, my assignments just came back and they're saying the English is bad. I just feel like I don't belong here. Can I talk to you? And that's when you realize oh my word, all the pain, all the things that yes. I went through were for a reason. Mm. And it feels like this is an alignment and and combination of all that I mm. went through. So yes. yeah, it's not a small thing. It's those not. challenges that you face. It's, yeah. it's it's not. And also even what we we're chatting about and linked to what you've just told me now is that representation matters yeah. with Cecilia. Like yeah. for her seeing you and knowing and having the courage to come and speak to you and, and open up is it's it's life changing. Yeah. I think it's gonna be life changing for her. So with Cecilia, what is your definition of a modern day warrior woman yeah i think that that question is so important yeah um because especially for black women mm. we have just been through we just go through a lot yes we we really just go through the most and um what we've been taught is that we just need to be strong and handle it and hold everybody up and be the mother, the wife, the sister, the you know, the, the supporter, the the everything to everybody. And and that image of being strong has just been about um take care of everybody mm. else, be strong all the time. And I feel like the the modern warrior woman should be a person who is able to say, um, I need help here. Mm. I, I think uh, being strong is to have the vulnerability. Actually, I was listening to Brené Brown. She yes. talks a lot about vulnerability, shame, and all that. And um, I feel like 
black women have come to a place where they're tired. Yes. And um, and they're tired of holding everybody up. And that we hold everybody up so much that we actually break down. Yes. And, and because we don't take care of ourselves, it either comes up as depression or even physical illnesses because we just never get to realize that mm. we are tired. And I feel that the modern woman is a person who's able to know what their limits are. Yes. And I, I think it's a person, it's a woman who's been, who's able to be vulnerable enough to say, I need help. Yes. I, I help me. Because I think vulnerability is courage. Yes. Because it's shame. Um, weakness is shame. Mm. Do you know? You, you're supposed to have it all oh. together all the time. Even that word begazella. You know, it's, it's around women begazella. Yes. Need support, helper. Yes. And set, you know, it's all these things on top of you. And I think that's why women are just cracking. Yes. Just crack at, at a certain point. You, you either go to at work, you work so hard and then you come back home and it's the second shift. Mm. You know, and some of these women can afford help at home, but they're not doing it because they have to be the strong yes. woman. So I believe that the time has come for the modern strong woman to be able to say, I have boundaries. I'm not going to be able to do that for you. Um, I can only go this far so that they can take care of themselves. Mm. Because when you take care of yourself, there's so much more of you to give. So I just hope that we can divorce ourselves from the everything yes. black woman. Yes. To the, I know this is what I bring to the table and that I can't. Mm -hmm. And um, I know what my limits are and this is what I can do and it stops here. Yes. And, there's, and, and have the courage to choose yourself, mm -hmm. take care of yourself sometimes, sometimes be able to say, okay, I'm off limits for this week. Yes. I'm taking care of me. And I just hope that um, um, warrior women will be able to choose themselves. Yes. Because the more they give up, the more they take care of themselves, from the overflow of their fullness. Yes. There's more of that to give out rather than just being there. Yeah. Everything to everybody. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that one. Um, again, I think you started off by saying we're afraid to ask for help. Um, and we see it as a weakness. But actually asking for help is strength. Yeah. Allowing other people to help you yeah. is actually a gift to that person exactly. to be able to step up and actually be able to serve you and help you because yeah. you're always doing it for them. Yeah. And I agree that this narrative of the black woman, the African woman, always having to be strong for people actually doesn't make us warriors, you know, because if we're not taking care of ourselves, then how will we really be able to help everybody else and to move and to progress because if we're not right, then everything else is not right. Exactly. Thank you for, for highlighting that. And so I guess my next question is then, why do you identify as a warrior woman? Um, it's been a journey. Yes. Yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. I think, um, and I think the greatest journey, someone, there's a great quote, I don't know from where, Details are not my thing and I'm good. That's that. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and he's saying the greatest battle is to be yourself in a world that is trying with its hardest to make you whatever it wants 
wants yes. to be. And I think the biggest battle of my life is finding me. Yes. And identifying who me is mm-hmm. and who me is not. Yes. And 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 choosing that even when uh, the world is saying no, we want you to be this and we want you to be this you being selfish for not being this for me yes. or you being selfish for not being that for me or this is um the definition of a black woman this is a definition of a career woman this 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 is a definition of a good sister this is a definition of a good daughter a good a good a good a good a good mm-hmm. and i think um i'm a warrior woman because i have been um committed yes ever since i woke up when yeah. i said i woke up <laughs> committed to my personal development yes and in the beginning it was all about how you become great how you become efficient yes. how you become perfect how you become the best and now it's more and more about how do you become you yeah how do you find who busi is what she has to bring yeah. and what she what she represents mm-hmm. who she really is you know who um who she really is outside of overperforming yes. and over functioning and making money and holding and titles and <laughs> yes because and 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 all of that because i think all of that comes from i'm an I'm inadequate. Yes. So I need to be so that I need to fulfill these criteria yeah. so that I I make it yes. to the cart. But for me now I think my fight and my war because the whole warrior thing I think comes from a battle. Yes. Um a battle scenario. Yeah. So for me it's understanding what type of a warrior I am mm-hmm. and so where to be play strategically in the battle so that I don't try to be everything because I can't do that. Yes. So yeah, for for me I am a warrior woman because I am a person who is um brave enough to find out who I am and what I have to offer and what only I have to offer and not need to be everything to everyone anymore. So, you know, Musa Sebi, that's so profound. And first, I'm going to say thank you because you've literally answered the next question in the question now. So I'm going to put in another question that's not here. Okay. So I hope you don't mind me putting yeah, you on the let, spot. Let the spirit direct. Yes. This is when so this is interesting. So I'm listening to you um, talk about your biggest battle being finding yourself and taking care of self and personal development. Um, but then I'm also thinking of your past and where you come from. And I'm assuming, you know, being a breadwinner to a certain level for your media family. And, you know, we, we like to call it, well, the term that is called is black tax and so forth. Um, so the, the, the reason why I've just thought about it is that, um, I have three or four mentees who who are part of a program where um they're social entrepreneurs but they're still in the early stages but because of the background and where they come from and that they kind of winning these competitions and getting access to there there is the assumption back home that now they're successful in making money and now what's happening is that 
they're suddenly having to play this role of caretaker and um, breadwinner for the family when they're still building. So I'm interested in asking you, how are you able to manage that? To say to your family, I'm still building. You know, because it's, it's, I can imagine. It's hard, it's hard and I think it's the challenge for black people. Um, actually, it was so interesting when I speak to African, uh, African people of African, African's origin. Yes. Where they say they also had to face that, um, when, um, so when they were the first generations of Africans coming up. Yes. Because they also have some sort of a history um, of struggle at some point and they, okay, the way that they did it was not the best, but they also went through that. Yes. Even Jews, the first Jews after the Holocaust. So it's it's a history of a people um, who are coming out of the ashes, mm. you know, for whatever challenge that they have. And the first ones that come out are the heroes that are expected to carry the next generation. Yes. And it's a very difficult um, a battle that we face yes. and that of black text because um, I don't know if it's also our culture that um, children are heritage. Yes. You know, children are the ones who carry the baton mm-hmm. and, and, and we, and, and as black parents, we, um, so black parents struggle and sacrifice and, yes. and, and then the whole thing is about when you make it, you take care of all of us. Yes. And, and I think, um, black, young black people who, um, are in this age of opportunity. Because I think really our generation are the first, really the first generation of 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 people who have access to, to opportunities. Yes, actually, it's the someone is actually saying that it's the first time in Africa that there's not a lot of conflict. Yes, there are opportunities. There's ability to do things. Yes, so you are like the first, and there's so much, um, and you appreciate the sacrifice that has been made. For yes, you because it was difficult. Yes, I mean our parents did so much with so little. little. You know, um, so you appreciate the sacrifice that you, that, that, that was, um, done for you. And two, and the hard thing about the appreciation of the sacrifice is that we also don't appreciate the pain, mm-hmm. the wounds that came from being raised by parents who were struggling. Yes. Who were struggling under, um, segregation. Yes. Under, um, what is it? Psychological, um, oppression. Yes. Where they were, where they were, you know, where they had to struggle with all this and, and the anger and the pain that they brought home. Mm. And some of this was inflicted on the children. Mm. We can't even acknowledge that because it's, it's looked at as betrayal yes. to these people who have sacrificed so much for us. So you find that the modern, um, successful, person is carrying all that and they can't say it to everybody because you can't acknowledge the pain. Mm. You can't acknowledge the, the huge load that is put on your shoulder to now carry everybody else yes. before you even stand because it's a betrayal. Yes. There's a lot of guilt around that. And you also see the sacrifice. Like I can see you did all this for me. Our parents did all this for me. 
but I can't do it. Yes. But you're not able to say I can't do it. So you take a loan, you take a credit card, mm. you 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 give your all, you all in debt because you're just trying to hold this family up. So I think what needs to happen is for us to start having conversations. Yes. Real conversations to say um, things did not go well. And yes. it's not blaming mm. to say there are certain things that I missed growing up um, and that are painful, that are wounds. Mm. And it's not to blame you, mm. but it's just to acknowledge that these things haven't happened. Because people now are struggling with depression and anxiety and all those because we don't talk, talk. about those things because we think when we are talking about them, it's 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 betrayal, betrayal. to our family. Yeah. It's not appreciating the sacrifice. We can appreciate the sacrifice and still appreciate what went wrong. Mm. And we can still appreciate the sacrifice from our parents and still and still be able to um, um, communicate the unfairness of the expectations. Mm. And, and interestingly enough, when you really go into childhood wounds, most of the those burdens that are pla- that we feel are placed on us are actually we placed on ourselves mm. as children. When we looked at the struggles that our parents went through, when we thought, oh, I'm going to be rich and I'm going to buy take you guys a house and I'm going to take care of you. And, and we've created that for ourselves. So the burden is more on, on the us. expectations that we have created. Um, and if we can free ourselves of those and be able to say, no, this is as much as mm-hmm. I can go. I love that because you, you're, you're saying that we're the ones who have set the biggest expectations on ourselves versus our family. And once we can kind of be comfortable, not be comfortable, face that yeah. and realize that, you know, it was my wish for this. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I remember as well for the longest time it used to be like my mother struggles. So I must not do this because of my mother. I yeah. must not ex- you do do that because of that. But the thing is that now that I'm older and I'm able to have deeper conversations with my mom, my mom didn't want me to limit myself yeah. because of her. Yeah. She was just like, go explore, see yeah. the world. So I think what you're saying is like we we speak to our families. Yeah. We let them know. Yeah, and and, and more um letting ourselves know. Um ah. I don't know if you've known if you've uh, been um Exposed to Byron Katie's work, uh, the work. No. Um, so she talks about how when we question our thoughts, um, when we believe our thoughts, we 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 suffer. Yes. But when we start questioning our thoughts, we we don't suffer. And and most of the things that we um, project to other people yes. is actually uh, what we. Um, blame ourselves for so it's a projection of how we feel yes. to other people so when we say so when I say you think I'm stupid mm. it wouldn't matter if I didn't think I was stupid but it it matters more because I already feel that mm. and I feel like you are you 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 are reflecting that yeah so it hurts more because I believe it if it's like if 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 a crazy person said oh stupid person it wouldn't matter to me he's crazy and I don't think I'm stupid yeah but it hurts more because I think so um and and that's when you're going into childhood wounds and mother wounds and 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 the vows of rebellion and the vows of loyalty that we create as children. We look at our parents suffering and say, 
or we look at our parents suffering or our parents' mistakes and say, I will never be there. Yes. Or I am gonna I'm gonna take care of my parents yes. forever. Or some of these vows are I'm never gonna get married so that I can take care of my mother uh-huh. or I'm gonna be my mother's husband. Yes. You know, I'm gonna take care of everything. We do that as children and we grow up with that. Yes. Without even realizing that because these things are very hidden. That's why the power of coaching and the power of therapy. It's because it, it then it goes to those roots oh, where wow. you understand, okay, so I've created a, a vow that said, I will take care of my family. So it's about then talking back to yourself and saying, okay, I created that vow mm-hmm. without knowing, yes. without seeing life, without seeing my limitations, without understanding that I cannot rescue other people. Mm-hmm. I can only stand in the gap for them mm-hmm. and I can only give what I can give. And then that's when you start having boundaries with yourself mm-hmm. and being free to to not be liked because most of this it's because we want to feel the importance by we want to feel adequate by performing yes so if i'm the hero of the family that's the only way i can feel like i'm enough mm. that's the only way that i can feel that i matter mm-hmm. so most of those things is about really understanding that I am enough as who I am. Mm-hmm. I don't have to be the hero. Wow. So you can dislike me because you asked for a thousand rent this month and I said, no, I can't. Yes. And just be, and just be comfortable with the, the negativity, the yes. rejection that I'm going to get from you because I'm adequate. Wow. Wow. That is so powerful. Thank you. So my next question to you is that, and I think you've kind of answered it in what we've been saying is maybe what characteristics or tools are essential to a warrior woman? Um. Warrior women are women who are making an impact. What we want to do and what we're passionate about. It's the ability to go against the grain. Knowing very well that she is the fighter. You are multifaceted. A modern age woman is a woman who is able to fix another woman's crown. One who knows that commitment, discipline to herself. Modern day warrior woman doesn't fight against, but fights for.